Chapter 5 of Ronald and I, or Studies from Life, by Alfred Pratar. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 Echoes from an Organ Loft. Pale fingers moved upon the keys, the ghost hands of past centuries. From Joseph Flagiolet to one of the finest organs in England, from the scene of our rector's ministrations to a building that could have swallowed up his church and his schoolroom and all the house property in his parish, was a startling transition for a boy of fourteen. I wonder how often, during my first experience of a cathedral service, my thoughts travelled back to the tiny hamlet in the west, with its ruined chancel, on which the Atlantic had spent its rage, and its few cottages straggling on and up behind an avenue of elms, to where the new church, safe in a sheltered paradise of its own, looks down compassionately upon the wreckage of the past in times to come i got to know every nook and corner of the great organ loft at k it was built in those large-minded days before architects had conceived the fatal idea of economizing space ascending by a broad staircase that rose with the dignity of an inclined plane you came out upon a plateau roomier and more comfortable than many a london flat the sanctum of the organist indeed the huge instrument itself were little more than incidents of the loft there was a chamber for the wife of the dean and another chamber for the wife of the organist together with a library for the church music and still there was room in it for blind man's buff when the choristers could get the chance the organ itself might have been a mile away so little did you hear of it in this respect the loft resembled the deck of a battleship where the men who work the guns hear least of the explosion only a few muttered growls from the big pipes that lined the walls on either side or burrowed in the caverns underneath suggested the proximity of sound the crash of the full organ was delivered at a point far above your head somewhere among the shadowy outlines of the roof the space allotted to the dean's wife on the other side of the organ was less comfortable than ours but far more interesting the floor outside her enclosure was broken by yawning chasms to give the great pipes breathing room and though they were of wood and spoke as wooden pipes should speak in hollow muffled tones they must i fancy have confused her devotions and raised a small hurricane above the nape of her neck linking the present to the past were the names of bygone choristers carved in schoolboy fashion upon the old oak panels who had sung their last note a hundred years ago it might be in this very gallery it was easy to picture them passing and repassing still through the trap-door which opened at our feet a white-robed procession of the voiceless dead an organ loft is a delightfully irresponsible place from which to take part in a service especially when the instrument is a large one well removed from the congregation on the top of a screen above all when you do not happen to be the organist i would not for an instant be understood to imply that the sense of aloofness necessarily engenders irreverence on the contrary many of the most solemn hours of my life were passed within the recesses of the great organ at k and my friend the organist might have been a pattern to the congregation in true devotional spirit 
but the necessities imposed by a choral service afforded him little opportunity for a devotional attitude while he would have been more or less than human if he had not utilized our isolation to impart to me pleasant little details regarding the progress of the service these would be interrupted at intervals by parenthetical instructions whenever he wanted help in the management of his stops a reminiscence of an organ loft monologue would read something as follows draw the gamba please how flat that boy robinson's singing oh, oh those h's of his principal please and now the mixtures green's getting shaky in his top notes he only looked at that upper g take care you've put in that coupler before i had finished the bar what a nuisance it is i shall never get a boy like him the finest hymn written don't you think they were singing stainer's saints of god and aurelia is the second best well done joseph i thought you're in it after all get me wheelies off the toi in g will you it's poor stuff but the people will have it bilbo please for the air and now for the scramble turn over in good time i can see ahead of me but i can't see through the page and he dashed into the finale at the hurricane pace that alone makes the thing endurable even he couldn't talk till it was done sometimes we were interested in events that were proceeding in the world beneath us what on earth the man reading the fifteenth for it's the sixteenth that's the lesson for the day oh it's henderson would be my reply he always chooses a fine chapter to show off his voice in elocution if he's hauled up for it he'll say he did it by mistake on one occasion we were favoured by a reader fresh from the study of aristophanes with the startling announcement that the first lesson for the day was taken from the book of ecclesia zuza one day i heard voices in the choir beneath i knew before i saw the speakers reflected from the mirror in front of me that they were two limp figures in blue serge and coal scuttle bonnets the strident tones were unmistakable the product in so far as the human throat can compass it of a long and careful assimilation of the clash of the cymbals a fine rare building this said one and what a instrument i only wish we had it in our place draw a sight better than drums and cymbals wouldn't it and a deal noisier you're right answered the other but for all that i wouldn't exchange with that lot to get it they deans and chapters and canons and heaven knows what they calls theirselves ay and the bishop himself is that sunk in ignorance and self-conceit that they can't see the right way no nor never will occasionally but very rarely matters went wrong in our own department the water that fed the hydraulic gear failed or was cut off at the main and the organ went out in the middle of an anthem one afternoon in november it clouded over so suddenly that we could hardly see our faces in the organ loft worse luck still the matches were damp and till i could be back with some more dr h had to guess at the anthem as best he could i am not musician enough to know how he surmounted the difficulty but i suspect that the choir that day must have been treated to an amount of improvisation to which they were wholly unaccustomed from an organist who as a rule played what he had to play and rarely indulged in vagaries but our worst disaster was of earlier date bildad the shoeheight blew the organ he had received that name because he cleaned shoes in a corner of the close 
it was in prehistoric days before hydraulic gear was dreamed of in connection with the organ as luck would have it bildad fell sick and had to supply a deputy at the last moment dr h studied the man carefully mistrusting i think his intelligence but his answers were satisfactory though i thought with the doctor that he protested too much anyhow the service was due and we had no time to waste on our fears the singing began but the organ was irresponsive and hurrying to the back of the loft i found our deputy blower contemplating with blank stolidity the mechanism at his command and pleading with an injured air sir i am a-waitin for you to begin one day i was laboriously extracting discords from the great instrument with dr h at my elbow when a gentle voice at our side asked for permission to try the instrument what a delight it was after the horrors i had been perpetrating to see the long fingers charm out the melody till they drifted at last into the chords of chopin's great march surely i thought the composer must hear and welcome such a perfect realization of his wondrous dream charlie me boys ride the pedals came a voice from below with the raciest and most captivating of brogues it was my first introduction to ireland's great musician sir robert stuart and his still greater pupil composer in prospective of the requiem and revenge at our next interview the professor of the future gave me a friendly lecture on wagner emphasizing his teaching the while by illustrative passages which he played i remember in thick woolen gloves of which he hadn't troubled to divest himself being pressed for time and the organ loft none too warm the mechanism of the organ i am bound to add was old and antiquated not as it is in these days when the notes speak if a fly sits upon them or you venture to sneeze in their neighbourhood i have made acquaintance with strange scenes in an organ loft an organist of surpassing ability playing through a service when he was drunk but certainly not incapable yet a deputy sat by him ready to take his place in case he should prove unequal to retaining his seat at the instrument i have seen a fight between two choristers who had been sent to fetch music for the choir it began on this wise i can lick your head over eels and ole 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 said one the taunt was not to be endured by a chorister of spirit so come on said the other and they had fought it out to the bitter end at the back of the organ before ever dr h was aware that the battle was in progress i have seen courtship too ending as all courtship should in matrimony while the organist played unsuspiciously a soft and dreamy accompaniment and i have seen heroism too grand as any displayed upon a field of battle when my friend came from his sick bed and played through a service magnificently while the death-dew gathered on his face and i coveted as i never coveted before or since the divine gift of music which would have enabled me to spare him his long and patient hour of martyrdom and at the end he played the dead march never knowing that it was for himself he played it while a furious thunderstorm raged overhead and the roll of the thirty-two-foot pipes was drowned by reverberating peals as the final chords came crashing from his hands he said to me 
Handel must have written it, I think, to an accompaniment like this. And yet the modern school of organists would have us leave out the drums. I shall never care to play it again. And three weeks afterwards he was dead. End of chapter 5